0: Hey everyone, I'm Gracie, and welcome to Grace of a Military Child podcast. The world should know how unique military children are. We may look like normal children on the outside, but we go through some pretty extraordinary circumstances that shape us to the leaders we are today. That is the sole purpose of this podcast, to share our stories to the world. Are you?: I'm
1: good in yourself.
0: I'm good. Welcome to the podcast. So your dad was in the Army. Is that right? That's correct.: Yeah. Okay, so how did he join the army? What was the motive of doing that?
1: He joined the Army because uh, my family and my mother and I, um, and my brother were very poor in Los Angeles, and we had to do something to get out there, so my father joined the military. So he can get a citizenship and um, get us out of Los Angeles and move to different places that are more, like, suitable for us and less dangerous. Yeah. Live that. It was very dangerous.
0: I'm sure. And that's actually the reason a lot of people have joined the military. And it's not it's not as heard of because a lot of people don't speak about it because... You know, it's not a typical reason for wanting to join or anything of that sort. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely has affected a lot of people. And were you old enough to remember the decision making of that point?
1: I was like only three and I, I don't remember of him leaving to basic training or coming back. I remember is moving to Kentucky and Tennessee and seeing him deploy and come back from deployment.
0: Yeah. How many deployments did he go on?
1: So, um, I'm gonna assume 10.
0: Oh wow. Okay. Were they all overseas?
1: Yeah, a little over over a year.
0: Yeah. Like a typical deployment length is basically over a year. So yeah, and then Did you remember a lot of the moves and a lot of the, you know, struggles that that comes with too? In
1: fact, I remember every single move. Nine moves.
0: Nine, okay. That's a lot of moves. A lot of moves. That's more than, you know, I mean, you think about it, a normal military move. Or duty station is two years. And that's like a move every two years for your whole life basically. So must have been challenging. What um did you experience through that?
1: I had to leave friends and then make new friends. It was hard. I had my best friends. I also my best friend I had to leave as well. So I went to the West Coast up here in washington and he went to maryland with his mother and it was hard because him and i've been through a lot together but ever since i moved to washington i made a lot of friends here and i have a best friend here now which is great
0: yeah do you find it hard to stay in contact with a lot of people since you've moved
1: it has been hard um i have one of my friends uh social media account but apparently I guess it was deleted for some reason and I've been trying to contact him but I can't find anything that has his name on it not even a Facebook page or Instagram page so it's been on
0: yeah and that's you know I've talked to a lot of people who had parents in um years and years before, and they don't even have that ability to stay in contact with anyone because social media wasn't even a thing. And, you know, it was a lot of writing letters and that gets tiring as it is. So, um, so what was your favorite place to live? Where was that?
1: I was in Fort Sam Houston, San Antonio.
0: That was mine too. Yeah. Uh, nothing compares to that and you know, one of the other girls who are on the podcast said Fort Sam and it was just the atmosphere there was incomparable to anywhere else that you could live. So what were your some of your favorite parts about living there?
1: My favorite parts were going to the hockey games, the football games, and the soccer games, all the sports, because um, this place called the Wolfside would provide us with free tickets to watch those teams play, and it was very enjoyable. It was fun as well. Also, it was, it's a good place to live in because it also has an NBA team, hockey team, and I can't live in a place that has no professional teams. Yeah. It's important.
0: The only thing they didn't have was football, which sucked, but I mean...
1: They had an arena football team called the Talons, but they disbanded because they thought the Raiders were going to move to San Antonio.
0: Oh, right. Yeah.
1: Then he made another team called the San Antonio Commanders. And for the AAF, I became a fan of that team. I also bought a helmet of them, but the league disbanded, so there's no team.
0: Like the closest... I don't like the closest NFL. What would be Houston? Do they have a team? I think they probably,
1: probably Houston, the Texans.
0: Yeah, the Texans, because Dallas was like five hours away. And no one was driving to Houston. That was terrible traffic there, but. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: but the hockey games and I mean, tons and tons of Spurs games always there. Um, what else? There were just sports all around. I think it's very—it's a very sports city.
1: It is. Um, and I was, my first move there, I played football, and that's where I met my best friend, Justice. And yeah, 16, 15, And then ever since, and I've been like best friends for a very long time. Yeah, seven years of him of me knowing him.
0: And yeah,
1: it was great, especially with. The Spurs winning the championship in, I must say, 2014. Fourteen. I 14.
0: was so mad because I was right after we moved. Right after we moved. I didn't,
1: because I didn't want them to win. <laughs> yeah. But that night, it was crazy. The freeway was crowded. People honking their horns. People on the back of their trucks playing drums. And it was, was a crazy night. Five hours going on.
0: Yeah. I'm sure and they had been in the playoffs and in that championship spot for you know the years before and they just didn't make it and then that year of course because we moved literally the month before they they won I will never forget um moving here and it was against the Miami Heat and we went to a Dairy Queen and said, we want an ice cream cake and we want the gel frosting on it. And we want to say Miami sucks. They hated us. They were like, why do you want that? So we were like, you know, San Antonio, like, what, what do you do with that? Like, <laughs> we, we just moved here. But
1: it's a nice place. to And yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Especially yeah. if I lived in the, on the base, I would walk to a uh, youth center and hang out with my friends and all that. And while I was walking, I would see downtown San Antonio, the big, the Tower of Americas. And it was, it was a beautiful view, especially with the sunset.
0: Yes, for sure. And even like, we'd always go out back because we had the direct view of downtown and we'd watch like New Year's fireworks and 4th of July fireworks, because you didn't even have to leave your house then to see the fireworks. It was really awesome. So how did you end up moving to San Antonio?
1: Um, I moved to San Antonio because my father was injured in Afghanistan, um, and they had a tree him there. And then I first got to San Antonio in the summer of 2012. I stayed the entire summer there helping out my dad, pushing his wheelchair, helping him give him his food, his drinks, everything. Um, and then I go back to Oklahoma and uh, wait for like, the beginning of 2013 is when my dad found a guy's orders to move to San Antonio. And I was pretty happy because I really enjoyed it down there. And so we moved down to San Antonio, we get a house. We rent a house there on the base. It was a nice little house, it wasn't bad. The neighborhood was nice. People around us were cool people to be with. Um, it was a, a very enjoyable time. And when I had to leave, it was heartbreaking. And the day I left, um, it was pouring rain. So basically, probably oh, Santa crying yeah. for us.
0: Yeah, that very much was. And that leaving San Antonio was the hardest thing I had ever had to do. Ever had to do. Leaving that place... And we always say San Antonio didn't want us to leave because we actually left twice. The first time we tried to leave, we got in an accident turning onto the freeway. And we had to stay an extra five days because dad was in the ER. And I mean, I should have been too, but I didn't care at the time. So we stayed an extra five days and then we had to leave. We we were cut in it close on time with our stuff getting to our house. But we always say San Antonio didn't want us to leave it. We couldn't we couldn't bear it to leave it. But do you remember your dad the phone call or however it got the news got broken that your dad got hurt?
1: Yeah, um, I was on my like, just playing video games like a normal little kid and I hear my mom gasp and I'm like Going on, and my mom tells me that he was injured like badly. And I was saying, Was he shot? What happened? Something hit him. My mom told me the story, and it was crazy. And it was very heartbreaking. I I was scared for him. And then we finally got to talk to him on the phone, and I can barely understand him. I can hear it in his voice that he's in very, very much pain, and it was hard. It was really hard to understand him and me and my mom. I had to ask him, like, I can't tell him that I couldn't, couldn't understand him. It was tough. It took about like a month until we could like fully understand him again because it, it, it looked painful from the stitches and the surgery.
0: I'm sure. What kind of injuries did your dad sustain?
1: Um, he was a roof. On his leg, and it was like a broken leg with a bone sticking out. It was, I, didn't, I didn't get to see how it looked like, thank goodness, but um, it required a lot of stitches and staples, and I think uh, metal plates, if I'm correct. Yeah, it was hard. And my dad has the scars on his leg still, but now, ever since we left Texas, he's recovered fully. But there have been, um, Situations where he'll get bone infections. And that goes to the ER and the um, um, base web to help him out with that.
0: Yeah. So even though it's not fully affecting him, it still is. It's didn't affect, I guess, completely how he had to live his life different. Like my dad did. But It still affected him to the point of he still deals with that today. And, you know, I'm sure even aside from the physical, the mental damage and all of that, it's hard, you know, even from the child's aspects that, you know, you get the phone call and you're like, oh, my gosh, what happened? And uh, Kaylee and I didn't find out for four days after even what happened, it was mom got the phone call and we were out of the house within an hour and we were just kind of left in wondering for the next four days of is dad even alive? So having, you know, the phone call and then, you know, knowing that he's actually okay, I'm sure, was very um I guess a calming factor that it was a little better. I
1: mean, I mean he's life at least. Was, yeah. It, was, it would have been really hard. It would have been hard on my mother because she had to be a single mother. Yeah.
0: And you and Matthew were still pretty young at the time, too.
1: I was only 11. No, I was 11. And he was probably seven years old.
0: Yeah. So... Raising two kids, you know, 11 and 7 is not easy, you know, even with two parents, so. We made it,
1: we made it harder sometimes with yeah. attitude.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I think we all do that every once in a while. And, I mean, I still do that, so. um, Did you find it a lot more comforting that you had a sibling with you to do all these moves and live that military life?
1: Yeah, it was comforting. You know, and we would always go through the same thing we would help each other out with anything that would come in our way. Uh, it, was, it was hard, but we knew what to do since yeah. we were used to moving.
0: Yeah, and technically, it's like having a built in friend. I always say, even though my sister drives me crazy sometimes and I'm sure your brother does too, but it's having a built-in friend that, you know, you have to make these new friends, but you have a friend who's constantly with you and traveling with you. Yeah. Yeah, so that must have been awesome. And then living in Washington, you've been there for...
1: It's going to be um, 6
0: years now. Yeah, cuz you guys moved 1 year after we did. So you've been there for a while. You did all of high school there.
1: High school and finished off middle school here.
0: Yeah. So was that easier to have like a stable environment to do high school and you know finish off middle school?
1: It was all right. It was pretty stable like said or Many situations where somebody had to fight another, and um, they would try involve me. Uh, my eighth grade year, I had to deal with bullying because I don't, I don't know, I don't know what happened with him. He, I, he was getting messed with. I helped him out, and then that same day, he started messing with me and I was like, "What is going on?" And uh, but he's gone. He moved away. He, I don't we even worry about him. I'm just doing me and getting my things done to help myself out i have my, my family as well Yeah, trying to play professional with soccer which is pretty tough but i know i can do it
0: yeah that's good and always trying to i guess help yourself and help your family is like the most important thing and you know as a military child you have it in you whether you know it or not you automatically take care of anything that needs taken care of and then it's also I feel at least you don't cross the military child you don't you just don't because first off if you get through the child then you have to deal with the parents and you don't want to do that either so (laughs) you definitely don't and then so professional soccer, it's where you're heading towards. How's that going?
1: It's tough right now. Um, yes, school is in the way, and I've been trying to get my school done first before I do anything else. So because if I don't get my school done first, I'm going to be thinking about it all day, and it's going to be very disturbing. But every, time, every day I just wake up, do my work, and then either go outside and train on the pitch or watch soccer videos and since i'm part of a soccer team we have we practice and we have games on the weekend so it's pretty pretty good for me because i get to train more and be in competitive place and since my trial is in a few weeks um, i'm pretty confident that i'll do much better than my last trial in march
0: yeah that's good and you know it's important that even though like you have these dreams, it's still, I'm, I'm a school person. So I was, you know, educations first. And, you know, even though like professional soccer is a good field to be in and everything, it's still good that you've got the education done and, you know, getting that done. Is there a specific degree that you're seeking for or anything?
1: I'm trying to get a bachelor's degree in psychology because Um, It used to be for IT, but I don't think IT is really my thing at all. Uh, I think I've been more with psychology because um, I have talked to people about their problems and what they should do about them. But like, who hasn't? Um, A lot of people would turn to me and ask me what to do, what what I can do to help them with their situation with parents or relationships. And I I I started to think that psychology was best for me instead.
0: That's really awesome. And it's definitely very needed because a lot of people struggle. And I mean, everyone does. And having someone to talk to is a big thing. So it's definitely a a growing field for sure. Do you want to, okay, so if professional soccer doesn't work out, would you want to consider doing something in the psychology field?
1: Yes, I would. Um, I would want to get in a, a clinical, in clinics. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That would be pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, as well, I have to go to school for a bit longer, but that's fine with me, to be honest. That's fine.
0: Yeah, because isn't that... Would that be doctorate level or master?
1: It's yes, doctorate. Yeah. And if uh, there's some research about it, would be a doctorate as well. And um, getting a master's is optional, but I want to go further.
0: Yeah. And psychology is so interesting and it keeps changing that there's always something more to learn about it and something more to do. So I think that's... That's an exciting field. Kaylee's looking into psychology stuff. So it's definitely interesting. And I've taken a lot of psychology classes in my life. And you could even do like sports psychology. Like that's a cool field too. So um where did you feel, other than San Antonio, of course, where did you feel that you were most like at home, because I mean, San Antonio was just it just had that homey feeling there. but where did you feel that anywhere else?
1: Um, nowhere else, really, but since I'm here in Washington, I got used to how it is here with the weather and the uh, and the uh, weird time schedule for the sunset like at it'll be ten and at night, but sun will be up by a little bit and it was it's weird, but I got used to it and more. Up here it's more slower pace with driving, unlike Los Angeles. You gotta be quick with everything. Same thing yeah. with tech. But here it's more slower, people are more relaxed, laid back and and that's the kind of person I am as well.
0: Yeah, it's that like mountain life and everything's just like very slow and it's not high paced like LA is at all. Um,
1: do you miss L.A.? I miss it sometimes. Yeah. I miss it a lot. Um, I was just there last week, losing family, and I would love to live there, but it's very expensive and also very dangerous. And for me to live in L.A., I would have to live in a more, um, less dangerous area, like the suburbs, or mm-hmm. like torrents, torrents or... Long Beach. Long Beach ain't bad, but there it has some of its um, very dangerous areas. But at the same time, I can't really afford to live in Los Angeles because it's very expensive. California in general yeah. is just very
0: expensive. And taxes are insane there. So it's definitely, it's hard because living so many places, there's so many places to live. and It's hard to stay in one area, for me at least, because, you know, you move and you're like, oh, my goodness, there's so many different aspects to the world that, you know, we could live everywhere. And in reality, you cannot necessarily do that. But is there somewhere you would like to live?
1: I would definitely go back to San Antonio and live there. If not, I would go to Miami. It's really nice there. If not, Miami, Orlando, or Tampa.
0: So Florida.
1: So Florida. Florida. That's because I'm a big city person. Yeah, those are beaches.
0: Yeah, and, you know, living in Florida, it is, they are big cities, and Orlando's not really close to a beach. I think Coco's, like... 45 minutes to an hour and a half away somewhere around there but it's still not far and it's a big city and Disney World's there so why pass it up so um, do you have any aspirations to travel more and see like go back to you know these bases that you've lived on these areas and visit and everything
1: yeah, I would. Um, San Antonio mostly. I want to see how it is now than how it was before. Um, I would like to see how Fort Sill is holding up in Oklahoma, even with Fort Campbell in Kentucky. Right. I think it's in Kentucky or Tennessee. I can't remember.
0: I think Kentucky. I might be wrong.
1: But with traveling, I would love to travel around the world. Most of the place I really want to go to right now is either Panama or New Zealand. But it's very expensive, but
0: yeah, and sadly it's hard to travel right now in general. But yeah, I I totally get that. And San Antonio's doing great from when I was there about a year ago. It, it's doing great. You know, it was, it's definitely hard going back and, you know, driving past your house. I mean, even driving past the hospital, it just brought so many memories.
1: Maybe.
0: Going to see, you know, whoever was at the Fisher house still was even a huge, like, it was emotional because, you know, that was a huge part of our story. And then, We didn't go to the woof sack, but driving past it was definitely it was harder than I thought it was going to be. (laughs) But I there were so many memories just of Texas in general.
1: Yeah, especially um I would go on Google Maps and look at Robert G. Cole and it would just bring back the memories of hanging out with my friends
0: yeah
1: um, remembering looking at your crushes during class and
0: really,
1: <laughs> those simpler times yeah I was, everything was like steady and laid back too like no problems
0: yeah for sure and you know it was it was so easy it felt and now it's like I wish we could go back to that time because, you know, I miss I miss Cole so much, and we had so many great memories there. And were you there the day Shaq came?
1: Yeah, the day that day. Um, if somebody told me anything that he was going to be there, I would wear my Lakers jersey. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) we got no information that day. I wish we got more information that day, but. That would—I mean, I remember where I was sitting in the bleachers, like, the chair sitting on the— because we didn't even know going into it. We just, like, got told to go to the gym and wait. (laughs) Like, I didn't even have a phone to take pictures or anything. And I wish, like, I knew because, you know, I would have been so much more excited, too. Um— what were your favorite memories of being in Texas, like going to the Wolfsack or like what were some of your favorite memories?
1: Definitely going to the Wolfsack. It was going, especially bingo night on Thursdays.
0: Oh, yes. Bingo night.
1: Especially the with, with good food we would all eat. Um, yeah. but the most favorite was um, my football team with the 410 Houston Cougars. Not the middle school Cougars, but like the... the The elementary entire base
0: oh okay that's cool
1: yeah i had a lot of fun with that team and it it was just fun meeting new people and going to different parts of of san antonio playing other teams
0: yeah san antonio is definitely a a place where i feel there's more of a sense of community because even outside of the base, everyone is just so, so involved with the city in general. And I think it's really special about San Antonio that, you know, there's just everything to do there.
1: Yeah. There's always something to do in Texas. Yeah. We didn't really want to um, really... Just travel, and you can just go all the way to the other side of San Antonio and go mm-hmm. to the Air Force Base.
0: Yeah.
1: It was really nice. I, I like it.
0: Yeah. We went, I don't think we ever went to Randolph that I can remember, but we went, yeah, we went to Lackland because we went to the hospital. Dad had many surgeries there. So we went to Lackland quite a few times. And it was nice, too. And, you know, having all three bases, you know, Joint Base, San Antonio, it was, like, weird because there's three bases so close to each other. And, you know, even now, like, I live two and a half hours away from a base. And in Ohio, I lived, like, four. So it was weird to have so many bases in one area.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Randolph. Mostly with track meets and thinking. Okay. But other than that, I've been there once just to like visit it. I don't know what it was for. I forgot. It was a long time ago, but it was a nice base. But out of the three bases, I prefer the 410 Houston base.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an REA base, so <laughs> what more can you say about that? But did you ever live in in the hotel the palace did you ever live there
1: I, yeah i lived in that one but i think it used to, it used to be a days in hotel and i think they renamed it i don't know if i'm talking about the right one but
0: it might have been a different one the one right by the hospital
1: yeah that one yeah and then we moved to the fisher house Uh, I think the the one that the building that was white, and then we moved to the other Fisher house that looked older.
0: Oh, okay. So the there was the bigger one, and there were two, and then the other one was next to the hotel, and it was smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know both of those. Did you live there for the summer?
1: Yeah, in the. Bigger Fisher House. I lived there the entire summer. Um, and when I was moving to San Antonio, I stayed in the older Fisher House. And okay. We rented out a house.
0: Yeah. And then did you, from there, you stayed in the house for like two years then, right? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. And then you moved to Washington from there. And then you've been there ever since.
1: Yeah, we've been here ever since.
0: Do you live on base there?
1: No, I live off base. We bought a house up here.
0: Do you see, like, the difference of living on base? Do you miss living on base?
1: It was all right. But Army bases didn't really have a McDonald's, so
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so but yeah, it, it was, I lived, I miss living on base. It was nice.
0: Yeah. I think being around, like, the other military people is what I missed the most because you don't get that, you know, necessarily off base in many areas. So, last question. What advice would you give to another military child?
1: Advice I would give another military child is just, uh, every time you move, just make new friends. Is Sometimes it can be hard depending on what kind of person you were, if you were antisocial or a very outgoing person, just make new friends, um, go around for a drive around the city, in the bays and the outside, so you can get more familiar with it. you live there for a couple of years and make some good memories. So if you leave something, so when you leave that base, you will have something to remember.
0: Yeah, and... That's the hardest thing is, you know, even being willing to make new friends because you have to leave your other friends and then you have no clue when your new friends are moving. So
1: Mm -hmm. And my other advice is just have just keep their number, their phone number down and just keep it with you so they won't lose contact.
0: Yeah. That's the hardest thing to to do, especially when you were like best friends with someone and then all of a sudden you have no way to talk to them again it's it's heartbreaking for sure it's nice to uh find contact again that's what I always like to do I always get so excited when I find someone again and then you know it's it's nice to remember memories and stuff so yeah well, thank you for being on and sharing your stories and we'll have to have you on again sometime, see if you're doing professional soccer and stuff. So all
1: right, thank you.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into the Grace of a Military Child podcast. For more inspiring stories like these, be sure to review, like, share and subscribe to this podcast. You can also find us on at grace of a military child podcast on Instagram and be sure to check out our YouTube page. If you are or know of a military child who would like to be featured on an episode of this podcast, DM us on Instagram. Be sure to tune in next week when we hear another inspiring story. Until then.